You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 37. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined by the pride of PlayStation over Discord, Sean Babiak. Sean, we have another week of PlayStation 5 talking about their conference next week how excited are you pretty excited being that this is obviously my console preference but i'm not gonna lie i think it's gonna take a lot to knock off xbox this coming generation for sony so we'll see what happens well, let's not uh, spoil that discussion quite yet, and uh, thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every week on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, and you will find us on there. The topic of the show, as we discussed already this week, is the impending PlayStation 5 reveal event. Uh, that is reportedly happening next week. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is EA, the NFL, and the NFL Players Association have announced a multi-year exclusivity deal for the Madden NFL franchise. Ah, this is... Ugh. Why? Why? You knew it was coming. Yeah. EA just likes to throw money at the NFL, and they're like, yes, please, we'll take it. Uh, without realizing, I, I don't know if ugh, I don't know if the Madden uh, license even holds the same gravitas as it once, once did. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is even a good deal for the NFL. Like, imagine if they let a bunch of other, or however many other companies, like 2K, for instance, uh, work on a simulation Madden, they would probably make way more money having two Madden, or two NFL football games rather than just one, you would think. Uh, But remember, the contract has some language in there as far as that's true. They can only make a sim game. That's their license. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with arcade, which we know, given a few weeks back, that 2K... Yeah, uh, is actually making an NFL 2K game again, which is good. Yes, and and obviously that's going to have to be some kind of arcadey experience, which is kind of interesting to me. Like, how, like who sits down and decides like what is too uh, sim simulation like and what's too arcade like? Like, how do you determine that? I don't I don't know. I guess I'm confused as to what the metric for that is like. How do you determine what is arcadey? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I kind of get you. I mean, before in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was easy to tell the difference between Blitz and Madden. Um, NFL Fever back in, I think it was like 2001, because I think it launched with the original Xbox that kind of blurred the lines between arcade and sim. Mm -hmm. Um, As we know, Fever was actually pretty good until it just tanked that last year. I think that was... 2005 if i remember right yeah um i know fell street was super cool i don't know if you ever played that it was yes it, yeah. it was it obviously nba street i think is the better of the street games yeah um because i was obsessed with those ones but i i know you have talked about your dissatisfaction of this past year's ea or uh, madden game yeah. not the one that's coming out for next gen right but i'm actually excited because i don't like madden yeah. Um, I don't like sim football games at all. I don't want to 
think while playing a sports game personally. So I'm actually excited that this contract literally states in there that it's only for Sim because that means I think NFL 2K is going to be, in my opinion, the game to get for a football fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll have to kind of see what that looks like, but you you would think based on you know the language that it would be something more up your alley that's a more arcadey style experience. So, yeah, I agree. I think that would be very cool. Um, but moving on, uh, we have Black Ops 4, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, had campaign gameplay that was leaked this week. Uh, and this was obviously canceled because Black Ops 4 didn't launch with a campaign. They, uh, In fact, in many of their marketing materials, they even said, like, this is no campaign, but we have all these other things, blackout, multiplayer, um, uh, zombies, etc. And basically uh, said that uh, blackout was essentially their replacement for single-player campaign. Um, which now, now that that news story came out, I do remember vaguely, uh, Treyarch talking about them canceling or I guess retooling, uh, an early campaign that they had built into blackout because they reused levels that were supposed to go in the campaign in the blackout map. So that, that actually really makes sense now. Um, I guess I was just more surprised because the report said that, uh, it was like after the first two years of development that it was canceled. So like essentially the last year of development of Black Ops 4 is when they decided to make Blackout and cancel the campaign. That's kind of that's kind of crazy uh, to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels very late in the game given they're still at that point three year dev cycle Yeah. Um, to cancel that. I mean, I get it. Technically, it all worked out well for... Um, call of duty in general i mean blackout did extremely well inside mm -hmm. of black ops 4 and then obviously the discuss of Warzone at this point um yeah. but it's very interesting that we were never marketed as in there was going to be a single player game it was yeah. just no this is only multiplayer this is all that it was ever designed for mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree completely um so yeah that that was interesting uh Another interesting one here, uh, Dead by Daylight is getting some new DLC, uh, and this is coming in the form of Silent Hills DLC, which includes Pyramid Head, who's the main like bad guy in the Silent Hill series, and uh, the, a new survivor, Cheryl Mason, from Silent Hill series as well. So uh, I think you could probably speak better to this, because I... I think I've only like played part of one Silent Hill game. I haven't. I'm not really uh, that versed in the Silent Hill franchise. So um, we lost some ladies and gentlemen. We lost Sean Babiak. All right. Well, <laughs> that that just went at the absolute worst time. While he's working on that, I'll just work on the uh, <laughs> the next news story. <laughs> Why does something have to get wrong? Damn it. Uh, we'll go to the next news story. Disney Plus moving forward with a Kingdom Hearts TV series using the Unreal Engine uh, being made by Square Enix. So this is kind of interesting because uh, Square Enix is actually the one heading up this TV series. Um, and they're developing it using Unreal, which is kind of kind of crazy to be honest uh using a game engine which many film industries today use game engines in order to uh supplement to their uh shows for instance for cg effects 
Uh, one example of this is uh, like the Mandalorian, uh, John Favreau, Favreau, however you say his name. Uh, he actually talked about that, uh, how they use Unreal Engine uh, to render certain graphics for the TV show. And also for the movie Lion King as well, they, they did that, uh, that he talked about, that he uh, directed that as well. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, it's kind of a non-traditional uh, thing for Disney to do, but I hear you now, Sean. Um, I was just talking about, so I moved on from Dead by Daylight because I know nothing about Silent Hill. So do you want to go back to that uh, and talk about Silent uh, Hill? I, I was just excited, obviously. Pyramid Head is obviously the main enemy of the game that's known, even though it's not like technically the main bad guy. But yeah. I just think that's really cool that we're seeing some love, even if it's not from Konami, mm-hmm. um, given how much they spurned us when it comes to Silent Hill. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Move on to the next story. Okay. Good for Dead by Daylight. All right. Um, so I, I went into Disney Plus already, uh, having the Kingdom Hearts TV series, and I already talked about that. Um, so I don't know if you want to add anything. I can cut around this. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, I don't really have much to add other than that. I think it's interesting that Disney is essentially giving this out to Square Enix to develop using mm-hmm. the Unreal Engine. Um, just it, it's fascinating how Disney is actually being, I guess, easier to work with these days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not something you really ever heard from Disney side. I just want to say uh, these technical issues came at the absolute worst time because this is this run of three article or three news stories. I know almost nothing about these, so that came at the worst possible time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's let's quickly then get the last one in case I forget. <laughs> all right, so the <laughs> next one, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming August twenty seventh. Which I have obviously been anticipating this for for years, years even. Since 2018 when it got announced, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is the remastered of the GBA game. Um, This is probably my second favorite Game Boy Final Fantasy game, and there has been a lot, like any handheld. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is obviously number one. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of people actually put this in their top as far as favorite Final Fantasies ever. Um, so this was supposed to come out earlier this year. I think it was January 23rd, um, got delayed indefinitely. Obviously now we know a new, um, a new date. We got to see a trailer with actually like voice acting and all that stuff, which I don't know if you've played any old final fantasy games, but it's very hard to go back to non voice acting. Cause it's just, I hate reading at this point. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. Just tell me the story. I don't want to read the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's coming to all platforms except for Xbox, which I, I, I don't know. I just find still odd at this point, uh, boxing out Xbox when it comes to Japanese ports. Yeah, uh, I get that there's not a market in Japan, yeah. but why not give that option for people that might not have it? I mean, I know Xbox is severely under PS4 at this point. It could obviously change here very shortly come the new cycle, but still you have people that probably don't have both consoles why not get that option yeah i think yeah i think the major issue is is the demand for it because uh the western demand isn't as large for something like that um especially on xbox where it's traditionally not not had a lot of jrpg stuff um 
So I think that's part of it. And uh, kind of like you said, like no one in Japan is going to buy this on Xbox if it came out. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of where Microsoft struggles because they obviously don't have as big of an, a, a, uh, a footprint in Japan because their company isn't from Japan. Their company is an American company. Whereas Nintendo and Sony, they have the advantage of that's their home turf. That's, you know, that's where the people are. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a little bit of, of both. But uh, honestly, uh, I don't really care because I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. But I'm sure there's people out there that would want to play it uh, that only have an Xbox. Uh, I just yeah, don't I guess, know. I guess my, my beef is, is that you and you bring up a good point as far as it's Sony's and Nintendo's market it's not really anymore. Mobile gaming has taken on the life of its own out there to where it surpasses consoles. So it's like they don't really have as big of a foothold as they once did. They're just associated. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's just most console sales now come from either the West or Europe. That's it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Moving on, uh, I kind of added this one late, actually, after we talked because I, I saw it. Uh, the Avengers Crystal Dynamic game uh, is coming, uh, or I'm sorry, we're getting gameplay on June 24th. So I thought this was uh, a good one to add because it's been a long time since we've seen stuff from this game. And I think both of us have a lot of questions about the game, but we're cautiously optimistic about it. Um, I think we just want to see more gameplay. Uh, essentially, we want to see this event and see see what we have to, um, you know, what kind of mission structure we're going to have. With the first well, gameplay they showed. It's the online cool. component, isn't it, too? That's what they're showing off is the online component, if I remember correctly. Yes, they're showing. I, th- I think they're showing off both because I think they said co-op and normal, but um, I could be wrong on that, but. Yeah, you're right. It's how I can't remember how they exactly say it. Um, that's the only downfall. Yeah, but they called it like some special mode. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think we're just excited to see more from this game just to see if that's something that we're going to be excited about uh, kind of as like the last hurrah in September. Uh, the only problem is, is they're fighting up against uh, one of the biggest games this fall, Cyberpunk, uh, also coming in September. Which, I yeah. mean, that game's going to be insane. Um, yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk's obviously going to take over. Even as somebody myself who doesn't think, like, I'm going to be that into it, I know I'm going to get that game and put as much time into it as I possibly can. Yeah. Just because it's going, not only just because it's going to be the topic, but, I mean, it's CD Projekt Red, and it almost feels at this point, if it's like missing out on a Rockstar game. I wasn't a huge fan of Red Dead, but I still gave it, in my mind, it's due diligence with me. Yeah. But it, it's still a conversation I didn't want to miss out on. I still wanted to experience it to see if I liked it. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to the next news story, uh, we're kind of just going to uh, glance over this. I know that sounds like a crazy thing that we're going to glance over this because it's a, a very big game coming out in a few weeks. Um, but The Last of Us Part Two had a state of play event. Uh, where they showed off a bunch of new gameplay. So uh, I've already talked about uh, this in a, in great extent on a previous podcast. So I'm not going to do that again. Uh, if you want to, if you want to find that, go. I believe it was like three weeks ago, something like that, uh, where I talked about um, the leaks essentially from that game. Uh, but uh, 
essentially, I'm not really, uh, I'm no longer interested in The Last of Us Part Two, and there's very specific reasons why. Uh, that's the brief brief end of it. But um, I actually, to kind of tag along with this, I actually canceled my collector's edition pre-order this week, um, finally. Um, which, it does pain me to do that because I absolutely adored the first game. I thought it was phenomenal and, um, unfortunate. well, we'll see when it, when the second one comes out, but I don't think the first one will even be, uh, close to being touched by the second game. So, uh, and I know you, you just wanted to be more on media blackout, uh, to experience this game. Um, so you didn't check this out because you just want to make sure you don't see anything at all with this game, which is smart. Um, correct. Yes. I just don't want to spoil anything. Um, I'm not saying that every trailer does. I mean, I know I, we talked at length last week, uh, the ghost of Tsushima, uh, or Tsushima. I'm still going to say Tsushima. Yeah. Um, but we talked at length about that state of play and it's around the same time, uh, limit Mm -hmm. as far as last of us part two. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just want to play this game, experience it for myself. Um, the one thing I will say as far as to not kind of give you any criticism for doing what you're doing, I have been on record, at least on this podcast, and saying I don't think this game ever needed a sequel to begin with. Yeah, um, I, I agree. thought the ending, regardless of how controversial it was, you could hate it or love it, it was the story that they wanted to tell, yeah. and it was the story that I, or it was the ending that I agreed with, with how Joel matured. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think it needed a sequel. It might unfortunately become Naughty Dog's breaking point as far as no longer perfect scores, but mm. they're still a studio to be reckoned with regardless. Wait till they come out with something for this next generation. Yeah. And and technically speaking, like the game is going to be absolutely stunning and I'm sure the gameplay will still play fine. It's to be very clear, my only problem with uh, everything has been the story and to me like last of us and story are like synonymous so the fact that they f- well in my eyes and, and and a couple of my friends eyes that are also fans they've completely effed up the story in this game and that's i think that's the major problem there are other people that are uh complaining about this game for a different reason which i'm not going to st- go into obviously i'm not spoiling anything uh but they're two very different reasons uh i'll just say that um but yeah um unfortunately i agree with you i I don't think that the last of us needed a sequel um i think it was probably kind of uh pushed upon them by sony because you know it's such a popular franchise after the first game did so well and Uncharted did so well for four games, well, five games if you count, um, if you count, uh, whatchamacallit, the side story. Can't think of the name right now. I would still say four games. If four, yeah. four would have been their crowning achievement if it was not as long. Yeah, I agree. If they just cut maybe about three hours from that game, that game would have been their crowning achievement. But yep. unfortunately, it, it dragged on way too long. Uncharted 2. Ending was good. Still, Ending was good. But. Uncharted 2 is still the GOAT. Uh, Yeah, I second that. I will a thousand percent my entire life disagree with a 10 out of 10 for Uncharted 3 from Greg Miller and a 9.5 on Uncharted 2. Yeah. Made no sense to me ever. I, I completely agree. I think those should be flip-flopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But uh, anyways, uh, that's our story on Last of Us Part 2. So uh, if you want to check that out, go ahead and check that out. Um, moving on, more companies. Speaking of Greg, Greg Miller, what a good Greg way, as Greg calls You're it. You're welcome. Oh, God. More companies are joining the uh, Gorilla Collective, which is that, uh, that new digital games festival that Greg Miller's company, Kind of Funny, is teaming up to uh, help produce. And uh, one of the most notable uh, additions to that is Sega. So, um, obviously, Sega joining means we're going to get a new Sonic game, right? Uh, they haven't made a Sonic game in a while. <laughs> Sonic Mania wasn't made by them. Really? Who was that made by? Yeah. Oh, God. It was, a, it was a team of fans. It was a fan-made game. Really? And then they just published it at the end, yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, their their claim to fame right now in current gen is Total Warhammer. Total War, right? Or Total War. Yeah. So, I, is it Warhammer or Total War? I can't remember. I think Regardless, Warhammer is that. a different game, but yeah, Total War. It, it's it's that, and it has a pretty good following, but other than remasters, it's not much. So I'd be curious to see what they're coming into next gen with. Yeah, and there's actually, I, I don't know... I really don't think these are substantiated rumors because I've seen these come up before, but there are some rumors out there right now that Microsoft is looking to acquire Sega, uh, which would be interesting, but Sega has a lot of studios. I'm not sure that Microsoft wants that many studios. That seems a little insane. Uh, If I was Microsoft, that's a bad bet. Yeah. I mean, they do have, don't get me wrong, they have some good teams. Like Creative Assembly, who makes the Total War games, is really good. And they actually worked with Microsoft to make Halo Wars 2, uh, which is also really good. So don't get me wrong, they have some good studios. It's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of studios. And I don't know that Microsoft wants that many studios um, to, to produce games. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that, I, I wouldn't put too much uh, faith in that one. Um, but moving on, the gigantic Witcher franchise has now sold, surpassed 50 million copies sold. So insane numbers leading into Cyberpunk coming here in a few months in September. I'm, I don't know about you. Oh, well, I do know about you. I'm <laughs> extremely excited about that, about Cyberpunk as I know as well as you are. And like with how well Witcher did and knowing the type of genre it is, it's like more of a fantasy genre. Like I always respected the Witcher and I actually bought all three games, but I never really like dug deep into them because I'm not a huge fantasy. uh, Fantasy is very niche. Yes. Like everybody loves Skyrim. Yeah. um, But the previous Elder Scrolls sold nowhere near as much as like, say a Fallout. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was going to say. This game, Cyberpunk is literally their Fallout to Skyrim. Like that's, what's exciting for me. Um, I think, did I lose you again? No, 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 no. I, I, sorry. It almost did. And then I fixed it. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, so yeah, this is, this game, Cyberpunk is literally their, uh, it's literally their fallout to their Elder Scrolls, uh, essentially for, for their, to their Witcher, essentially. And And I I do think it is smart that this is coming out of the tail end of this generation too, as well as the next gen. Yeah. Just because I, I almost liken it to the theory of Grand Theft Auto V. Um, I think it had so much legs because not only did it come out that last year, 
of the generation, but they re-released it, obviously, for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's just growing and growing and growing more popular and all that. And, uh, and I do apologize. I do have to take a call real quick. No, you're good. Uh, and the other cool thing as well is uh, in comparison to Grand Theft Auto V, uh, obviously you had to pay for Grand Theft Auto V twice, essentially. So you had to buy Grand Theft Auto last gen and this gen, whereas uh, Cyberpunk, you actually, if you buy it, well, I know this is the case on Xbox. I'm not sure if they've talked about PlayStation yet uh, or their plans, but if you buy it on Xbox One, you get the Xbox Series X version for free, which is super nice. You don't have to buy the game twice, and uh, it kind of allows people to continue playing the game. So very, very excited for that. Um, Moving on, we have playstation plus and games with gold games that uh have been announced normally we don't really go into these games but this week they had some very very good offerings i thought uh they have battle both battlefront 2 and call of duty world war 2 are playstation plus games this month uh this coming month and this is exciting because battlefront 2 did such a good job i think of recovering battlefront 2 you got back into launched too in the winter right yeah, and Battlefront 2 launched as a disaster. Like, Battlefront 2 was literally one of the worst launches in history with microtransactions and all kinds of stuff. But the newest updates, like the uh, Star Wars uh, anniversary updates or something, something like that, it just recently came out. Very, very aw- awesome content. And um, there were people disappointed that they weren't adding Clone Wars content. Because uh, they announced that they were ending their uh, DLC plans for Battlefront 2. But there's so much content in that game. And it's such a great game now. Uh, now that they cleaned up all their problems at launch with microtransactions and the such. That that is definitely one I would recommend picking up. Um, and Call of Duty World War 2 is actually kind of underrated as well for the, for the campaign. I actually really liked that campaign. I, I thought it was very good as well. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to playing uh, Battlefront 2. I only played the first one yeah. um, as far as this recent round. Um, and the space battle, I remember when you and I were living together watching that. It just looked really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they don't give you the newest DLC with this. This is just the base game. But uh, obviously, they're trying to push you into the experience so that you want to buy like the other content, you know. Uh, to kind of make up for that, I guess. Um, but games with gold games, you were kind of more familiar with these games. I wasn't as familiar with uh, many of them. I know Destroy All Humans was the one that I know uh, from the original Xbox, and uh, they are porting that to Xbox One. Um, with, it is not with the this. remastered that is coming out later this year either. Correct. So everyone knows. Correct. Yeah. It is the original Xbox backwards compatibility uh, port. So. Yeah, and then um, Shantae and I think the Curse of the Pirates, which it's a very, it, it, it looks very kidsy, cheapy, um, just something that you're like, okay, I'm an adult. I don't want to play this. It is actually a very technical platformer, hmm. uh, action-based too. Um, it, I couldn't tell you anything about the story, but as far as the gameplay, it is top notch up there as far as a platformer. Nice. Um, and then coffee, coffee talk. talk is like a 
it's like a sitting simulator. Uh, <laughs> I kn- wait a minute. I, mean, I know you love your walking simulators. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So obviously I'll love co- Coffee Dog. Yeah, um, it's like because um, it launched maybe I think it was a Steam game, but at least I know it's on the Switch already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's basically you're having you're serving people coffee and listening to their conversations and judging what type of coffee you're going to give them, and it's all about like a storytelling. Not something I'm interested in, but I mean, for people that like that stuff, um, as far as like a Gone Home or Finding Youth Finch, that type of gameplay yeah. where you're just listening to a story while moving, it's for it's free, so why might, might as well? Yeah, for sure. And then Sign Mora, I guess uh, we, you had to look this up. It's more of like a uh, is it like a top down experience or side scroll? The only the only thing I saw was that it's an arcade. Uh, shooter. Unfortunately, my this is the only app that's loading at the moment. Oh, so, that's all right. And I don't want to reset my tablet, or else you'll lose me again. No, you're, <laughs> you're good. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just looks like an arcade shooter. It actually got very high reviews when it came out, like in the nines. Wow. Yeah. That that is very good. Um, and I actually I was kind of uh, crapping on the games with gold games. I was like, man, games with gold's terrible again. You're like, no, this is great. And I'm like, what? I don't even I don't even know what these games are except for destroy all humans. But um, yeah, obviously that's not the case. Uh, yeah, no, both solid months. Yeah, I think, especially given the crapper that was this past month for PlayStation. Oh, what was this past month? Uh. I only remember one of the games. One of them was Farming Simulator. Oh, uh, gosh. And there was, a, there was another one that was just like, I'm, I'm good not playing. Yeah. I, all those simulator games are all the same. They're just trying to basically do nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Do, here's here's work. Do work. Okay. Yeah. I, I do work for a living. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on to our final news story of the week, Riot Games has announced that Valorant is officially launching publicly June 2nd. So Valorant is the uh, Counter-Strike-esque uh, first-person shooter on PC uh, from the creators of League of Legends. Uh, I actually have been playing this just to kind of lead us into games we were playing. I've been playing this uh, this the past few weeks uh, in beta. It's been in beta or whatever that you had to get keys for, uh, which, good lord, that was such a process just to get a key for that game. Uh, you had to watch Twitch streamers and link your Twitch account to your Riot Games account and basically hope that you got a key drop um, where they basically drop keys to your account. And then once you got that drop, then you could play the game. Uh, it was kind of a annoying process but once i got in i i love valorant i think it's really really fun um i started to play counter-strike like a month or so ago that i was really enjoying and then going from that to valorant was just like perfect for me because it's very much counter-strike mixed with uh overwatch i absolutely love that experience uh it's basically counter-strike with abilities and I really like all of the abilities that each character has. Like each character has multiple abilities um, that you can use in your tool set. But the kind of the unique thing about it is you only have like one passive ability and the other abilities you have to actually pay for. So like Counter-Strike, you have to put money towards certain things. So you have shields in this game and Valorant and you have guns and you have grenades or not grenades, but you have 
a bunch of different options and one of those is um powers that you have to purchase as well so it's very 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 fun experience and i kind of hope that this game eventually makes its way to consoles even though you know you don't always think of this type of game on console i think it would do very well on console you and your pc gaming master race crap uh, I've never said PC Master Race. <laughs> never. <laughs> so, and then you said no, no rust this week. Did you guys give up? Uh, no, we played a little bit. Um, we are uh, actually on the second week, so we have one more week, uh, one more week left before the map wipes and the blueprints wipe. So essentially. In the game, you have to get blueprints for everything that you make. So, like, guns, uh, shelter, or not shelter, but, like, guns, uh, med kits, and uh, bandages, and stuff like that. You have to get blueprints for all of those things. And so, each month, the game, or depending on the server you're playing on, for ours, each month, the uh, game wipes all the blueprints. So, you have to essentially start from scratch again. Uh, but every two weeks, the, the map wipes. So you just lose like your base and stuff like that, and you just have to rebuild that stuff. But uh, I may, I'll probably be done honestly after this next wipe because there's just, you know, there's a lot of grinding you have to do to get there. You know, you have to get all those items and blueprints, and you have so many people griefing you that it just, it gets to a point where it's just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Actually, <laughs> funny story, I actually got to that po point the other night. Uh, I was getting very frustrated. This team kept killing me, and it, it's a big team. They have a huge base with, like, 12 people inside. So I was like, all right, screw it. I went naked, because uh, you can go naked in that game. I went naked and ran <laughs> and ran up to their to their fence line of their base. Well, first, I placed a bed right outside their base, which a bed is what you can spawn on. And uh, I started singing, like, random songs like remixing them to basically say you guys are giant douchebags and all this stuff like i was just making up lyrics as i went and like just having fun just griefing these people because they were getting pissed off because they kept having to shoot me because i was annoying as crap i was just being as annoying as possible and like they would come <laughs> out they would come out and try to shoot me and i would dodge bullets so they'd be wasting like 20 to 30 bullets on me every time i spawned over there it was it was pretty funny so that was my uh, rust. so uh i i have two this week uh first one i'll just touch on briefly super mario odyssey um i've i don't know why i've been feeling this recently obviously with god of war um it's like i'm trying to go back to this gen before i guess it's over i don't know yeah. why uh next is breath of the wild no i'm good um, <laughs> 100 I, plus I hours in that yeah. Uh, yeah i'll get lost in that one uh but honestly Speaking of Breath of the Wild, I swear to you, if Breath of the Wild did not come out that same year, this would have been my game of the year uh, in 2017. I mean, it's just an amazing Mario game, an amazing platformer. There's so much to do. Like, I just did one run, um, and I got all the way to beating Bowser. Uh, and I think I unlocked the dark side of the moon, not the darker yet. But uh, I think just in that little short playthrough, I got like 270-something moons. And I, hmm. if I remember right, there's either 700 or 900, but I mean, just so much replayability and so many things to find, so many ways to explore in those worlds. Uh, the hat mechanic is obviously so amazing. I mean, it's just that game will probably hold up for years to come, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, and then the other one is, is we mentioned it as a story last week. Uh, Iron Man VR, uh, the demo came out. I believe actually that was the day after we recorded last week. Yeah. Uh, yep. That it came out. So pretty funny that it did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did get to check out this demo. Um, I am sorry to say, I don't now think that this is going to be coming to other VR devices. Because really? I, I'm, I'm now I'm not 100% sure, but it is Sony published because one of the logos that comes up on in the game is Sony. Yeah. Um, but Sony that, doesn't, Studios. that doesn't necessarily mean it won't come to other platforms because, I mean, Sunset Overdrive, for instance, that was published by Microsoft and that ended up coming to PC, which obviously PC is Microsoft as well. But uh, there's been other instances of games that have uh, been published by... True. Um by that person and then they end up getting published by somebody else on the other platforms yeah. but um i will hold out is, hope <laughs> it, it is super fun dude um yeah so it takes a little bit to learn the controls i mean even after the demo uh, i've played it twice i'm still not 100 percent comfortable with it but it's because you have to think of it like you're tony stark so you don't just like how you move and stuff like that you actually have to in a sense push out your hands like he does in the movies yeah. Um, that's probably the best way to visualize it. Uh, same thing with like shoot. You have to steer and shoot at the same time oh, uh, wow. to make sure that you're like dodging the drones uh, and stuff. The story looks pretty interesting. I'm not for sure who the villain's going to be uh, or who they're kind of saying or kind of hinting towards the villain. I didn't read too much into it, uh, but graphically it looked fine. I mean, it's not going to blow your socks off by any means. It's VR and specifically playstation vr which we know is the weakest but yeah. a lot of fun uh i really can't wait for this game to come out if i remember right is it next week is it june 4th uh something like that um iron man vr hmm. iron man vr release date july 3rd july 3rd okay so another month yeah um and they actually did put up a bunch of psvr uh pre-orders with this game too uh that you can get but i i think it's gonna be a really cool game to get uh my guess is it's not going to be terribly long probably about maybe 10 to 15 hours something like blood and truth was but, but i think a really solid experience but that's not that's not terrible and it's 40 bucks it's not uh 60 bucks so that's good uh no but i know a big complaint about vr games is the length of which you're that you're in there yeah um some people obviously that's why one, I didn't buy Borderlands VR or Borderlands 2 VR because that game was already 100-plus hours for me. Why would I want to spend that 100-plus hours in VR? Yeah. And it gets uh, fatiguing sometimes to stay in VR for that long. It does. You're 100% right. So. But, yeah, dude, I, I hope you get a chance to eventually play this. I know if I want to, luckily I'll get Vader uh, here soon. Yes, which I highly recommend it, but it's just that price point man i just ugh. when's that come out on psvr i thought it i didn't think there was a date i thought it just said summer just summer i hope yeah. they don't screw you on price because man that's the biggest complaint i have about that game it's very cool but it's just that price is just way too I much i think because i think it's gonna be 60 bucks oh, weren't each episode 30 dollars uh, I don't think it was, I think it was 20 for each episode. So, yeah, it's gonna be 60, guarantee. Um, yeah, I just, for the amount of time that you're putting into that game, I just don't feel like, you know, uh, it's worth it. Oh, wait a minute, hang on a second. The each episode was 9.99, I'm sorry. 
suggesting Sony's complete package will be 30, which if it's 30, uh, that's okay. But still, like each episode was. I can ma- justify 30. Yeah, it's just each episode was maybe an hour long. That that was the problem, and the complete package, the complete campaign was maybe three hours in total. So that was. Uh, it just depends on how you view uh, the value, I guess. Because if you're getting $10 of value out of one hour, uh, obviously there's the other stuff, the challenge arenas and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. In my brain, I'm just like, man, I, I wanted like a six to 10 hour experience and I got three hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's just that license. That's the allure of it. True. Um, moving on to the topic of the show this week. So there is a leak that has come out saying that Sony is reporting that they are planning to, uh, have a June 3rd PlayStation five reveal event. Uh, and actually along with that, there was a report saying that they have officially started mass production of the PlayStation five, uh, which would make sense why they want to have this event because, they want to show the console before the console ends up getting leaked because if they... oh, 100% it's going to get leaked here soon. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you start production, somebody on the production line is going to take a picture of that if it hasn't been announced by then. Uh, yeah, they don't sign NDAs. <laughs> no, and they don't give a shit, you know? You yeah. got someone on the line that's just like, oh, let me break this news. But um, I was just thinking that uh, we could talk about what we kind of are expecting to see from them next week. Uh, obviously, uh, this isn't confirmed, but, uh, according to the reports, uh, they're saying that this is the most firm, uh, date that they've had yet because, uh, in the past they had a couple of other dates, but they kept getting pushed due to COVID, but this is like the deepest it's gotten. So we're literally a week away or actually less than a week away. And so that at this point, they don't think it's going to be pushed. So, uh, I imagine we'll be hearing about this uh, officially announced very soon. Um, but what what kinds of things do you think that we're going to see from this event? Do you think we'll just see hardware? Do you think we'll see some games? What do you think? I mean, we're going to get God of War 2, Spider-Man 2, Horizon 2, uh, Last of Us Part 3. It's going to be... <laughs> I mean, set your expectations to the sky. Um, no. I, I really believe this is going to be... I think I think finally we're gonna get some hardware details. Yeah. I still don't believe we're gonna get priced, uh, unfortunately. Um, so there's still gonna be mystery around there. I, I, you're not gonna see any pre-orders go up or any of that stuff, but you're gonna see what finally matches the controller. I am picturing a white console, yeah. uh, given what the controller looks like. Um, I'm very curious on the shape. I don't know if they're gonna um, stray like Xbox now has. Um, I think they're still gonna kind of keep their Ever since the PS2, that flat where you could go horizontal, horizontal or vertical, yep. I think they're going to keep with that type of design. Uh, I am hopeful we see. I, I know probably gameplay is going to be limited, and I think that's why they're tempering expectations. But I hope we see something along the lines of Microsoft-esque partnerships with indie developers, because mm-hmm. again, you and I actually enjoyed that conference as far as the smaller games that were shown yeah shown yep. uh get ascent day one legitimately like yeah. that game looks i mean i didn't realize it was just an ign first the whole month 
Yeah. Uh, so that that I've been watching those videos, dude. That game just uh, that looks tits. <laughs> I swear to you. Uh, I and I don't even like using that as a to way to describe. It. I have no other way to describe. <laughs> I was it. gonna say, what the heck? <laughs> what kind of description is that? Yeah, it, it just does, looks awesome, man. It does look very cool. Um, um, so I'm really hoping for something like that. I have a feeling we'll probably get some sort of first party, and if it is. I do actually believe that you are right. It will be uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah. Because I don't know what else they have going. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to see Sony do the same thing that they did. Uh, was it 2016, the year of dreams or whatever they call it? Or 2017? 2016? I think it was 2016, uh, right? God, who knows? Dreams anyway. just came out in 2020, so who knows? No, 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 I'm sorry, not Dreams. I mean, like, what they call the Year of Dreams when God of War, Spider-Man, all that was on the stage. Oh, 20, that was 2018. That was 2018. That was the best PlayStation year of their entire existence. Are you sure? I thought it was 2016. When they were first announced, God of War? Oh, sorry, sorry. When they were first announced, you are correct. They were all announced at the same time. Okay, uh, yeah. I believe it was 2016, so I think you're yeah. right on that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, so we got God of War for two E3s. Yes. and I, three E3s. Yeah, three E3s. That's my uh, biggest complaint. I, I don't want to see stuff too soon. Uh, I hated what they did with Death Stranding because... They literally showed that game from the very beginning of Inception. Like, Hideo Kojima literally was still hiring people, and they were already showing a trailer for it. And I'm just like, why? Hold on to this until we have something substantial. I don't want to see something like God of War 2, Spider-Man 2, all, all these things announced, but then they're still like two to three years away. I want to see stuff that's coming in the next 12 months, even if it's smaller stuff. Like, like you and I said, like indie stuff. I'm perfectly cool with seeing some cool indie stuff coming in the next 12 months, but don't show me, you know, something coming two to three years later. It's okay to tease some of that, but don't like inundate us with that. Cause I know a lot of people were very excited about the 2016 year when they announced all those things as I was as, as well. They all oh, looked very great E3 show. Yeah. Great E3 show. They I'll all give them that, but yeah, yeah, they all looked great. It's just, in my opinion, I just don't want to see stuff so soon that I feel like every single year we're seeing something from the game. And I just want to, you know, wait until we're closer to that game's release. Death Stranding absolutely just killed that for me because I hated seeing something literally every it felt like every six months Tadeo kojima had a f new I trailer i do think that was kind of a combination between both sony and kojima because that's just like he's a weird operator yeah um the other thing that i think you and i and honestly the rest of the gaming community is gonna have to kind of realize is triple a games while if they're complete that's great or they're close to being done that's great they're probably gonna still go on time yeah but games that were supposed to either be in like year one or year two of production are probably kind of towards a standstill because of no motion cap, no audio, no like uh, voiceover work, that type of stuff at this point, unless yeah. you're in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think all consoles, Nintendo's already been doing this, mm -hmm. uh, but is going to be relying heavily on Nintendo or uh, Nindy's stuff, uh, small development indie, indie games. Yeah. Um, those are the games that can... I, I liken it to what Tina Amini said from IGN on GameScoop uh, this past week when it comes to garage-style games, like ones that you can make inside a garage where it only takes a handful of people, such as a Cuphead 
or yeah. a uh, Axiom Verge. Um, yeah. Or what was that game that was announced at Xbox's conference that was one person? Um, shoot. Uh, the one that looked like Crisis. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name as well. But yeah, you're right. I, I definitely think that's a big, um, a big part of it. I think that they need to show more stuff that isn't going to require that level of stuff. Obviously, this isn't going to affect anything coming this year because everything coming this year already has all that stuff done for the most part anyways. Motion capture, voiceover, all of that stuff should already be done for the games coming this year. This is going to be more for like fall 2021 games, 2022, etc. Uh, so we could end up seeing a lot of games pushed back as a result. Even stuff that haven't even been announced yet. There could be delays that we don't even know about because, you know, the, the games haven't been announced. Um, so, yeah, definitely there's going to be impacts for a while for uh, this whole COVID situation, uh, shutting everything down. But Yeah, I mean, and I, and I think in reality, too, I think we are going to get some cooler experiences because of it. Yeah. That's not to take away anything from a AAA developer or anything like that. Yeah. I just think that we see a lot of growth right now in the industry when they're able to experiment. And we know that AAA games, they don't really get to experiment. Right. Uh, I mean, Assassin's Creed is probably the best example I can give as far as a, a AAA game that has experimentation because... Mm -hmm that franchise has done a complete change of what it once was. Yeah. Um, that's probably my best example at this point. Yeah. But I, I, I really am curious what we're going to see. I am, uh, if I'm being honest, my hope is for some sort of house marquee game. Um, some sort of, I hope, I know they're kind of straight. They said their next game, they were straying away from arcade. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know now they do have two teams. Yeah. So that would be, I would love to see another, I mean, like I said, Rezo Gun was probably the best launch game of both consoles, in my opinion. So why not kind of keep, you know, having that go out there? Because again, mm -hmm. you're, you're not showing off graphical fidelity at this point as much as you would be. Yeah. Um, you're showing off what your console can handle. Yeah. And I think they're great at that type of stuff. See, and uh, so kind of go my thoughts on what, what I think we're going to see like, I think, obviously, we're going to see a design of the PlayStation 5. Obviously, with them starting production, they have to show the actual console. I think we'll see that. I don't think we'll see a whole lot in terms of details about the console, so to speak. Uh, I think they'll save that for, like, later down the line, maybe next month or two. But I think we will see the design. I think we will see... Um, um, some games, some key games uh, coming to it. I think it's very possible we see an announcement of a new first party studio, a new first party game that's going to launch with it because right now we're uh, left with the question of what is launching with this console. We don't know. We literally know no games except for Godfall from Randy Pitchford and Gearbox, which I will not support him. Which you've uh, already pre-ordered, I know. I will not support that man one bit. Uh, I got in a little Twitter uh, debacle with him this week uh, because he pissed me off. Uh, so essentially, uh, this is a complete tangent now, but I, this has to be said. He... He was posting about a hundred times to every person responding to him about the whole uh, paying his employees thing. 
with a article from a employee that came forward and was describing like, hey, uh, this is just my take on the whole Randy Pitchford situation. And he was being like, you know, very open about what happened uh, in, as, in terms of the studio. Well, one of the things that he said is, yes, Randy, uh, Randy was very upset uh, uh, about um, the projections being off for Borderlands 3 uh that that they didn't hit the uh the sales numbers that they thought it was it was gonna hit so when people were saying uh randy why didn't you pay your people randy was responding saying that's not true this is fake news and all this stuff and i'm and i responded with uh well no randy the the problem here was that you guys set the projections wrong and told your employees that you would be paying them a certain amount based on those projections, and you didn't hit those projections, so then that's coming out of the employee's wallet because you told them that was coming, and it didn't come. And Randy responded something like, uh, this never came out of the, off the employee's back and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, your guy that you're linking literally said that it did. I literally just read what you were linking to everyone, and oh, it just made me mad he didn't respond to that one because obviously he doesn't have a point to it because he's he's pointing to something that is substantiated because he kept saying oh well those are anonymous sources anonymous sources that were were reporting that and i'm like that's fine but the guy that you just linked said the exact same thing (laughs) like you guys messed up the wedding when's the wedding yeah, I'm just curious. You guys fight like a married couple, and oh, I just, I'm just curious. I hope I get invited. I can't stand that man. But anyways, uh, back to PlayStation. <laughs> I think that uh, I think we may see a big first party game that they'll announce, and then uh, I think it will fill a lot of smaller indie games, uh, kind of like what Xbox just did. Because uh, we need to see we need to see games. Uh, that's at the end of the day, we need to see games and see what is launching exclusively on this console. You at the end of the day, your SSD can be as fast as you want it to be. It can be as fast as a uh, Chevy Camaro or whatever, but it has to have That's the game. <laughs> I know, I don't know. It, it has to have the games to back it up. You can't just you know throw speed and power at it. You need the games. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see see what they actually show off. Uh, any- yeah, and it could be also a long game for Sony too. I mean, let's let's be real. As far as not only just winning this generation they've done but they also won if there's a first party war they won that over xbox the downfall is is that in the last two years they've launched now everything that has been announced so at this point we have nothing in the pipeline that is known um and it's really only been uh, the last two years i guess you could say three with horizon kind of kicking that whole thing off that everything has been released i mean what we still, we still have Naughty Dog and Sucker Punch that releases their exclusives here in the next month and a half. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to have those teams right out the gate with the game. Yeah, I agree. And and Xbox One and PS4 both suffered, in, the, in my opinion, in the first couple years of launching. They really didn't have a lot of games. Like, yeah... Microsoft had uh, Halo Master Chief Collection in 2014, but that was kind of a disaster at launch. Uh, it works great now, play it. Uh, but uh, and Sony had uh, some smaller things as well. I'm trying to think what released in 2014. Did Uncharted 4 release in 2014? 
Uh, I believe so. I thought it was a year after. Okay. Yeah, so they both had some games, but there wasn't, like, many. You know, we had there were few and far between. Whereas, you know, the next three years after that, like you said, we had tons of stuff coming out. Um, so, Actually, yeah. Actually, I was wrong. It was 2016. 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a lot. See, that's the thing that people don't remember. Like, the first few years of this generation, or first couple years of this generation were very barren with uh, launch games, or not launch games, but uh exclusives uh in those first Sony did have probably the best exclusive that either of them did have after the first year which was I think infamous second son yes I would agree with that um and I I think rise son of Rome didn't get enough credit I like I really loved rise's story uh just had some you know repetition issues that was a little never I I never did the the downfall is what was kind of poisoned in my mind is a god of war ripoff even though I know that's not what it is but any game at that point in time got comparison to the only Greek game that was selling. Yeah. And uh, another underrated one, Dead Rising 3, which is, in my opinion, the best Dead Rising game. Because uh, it was, it kind of stripped away what other people liked about the other Dead Rising games. And that's kind of why I liked it, because the other Dead Rising games aren't as, you know, I'm not as big on those and it was very much a like gritty and down to earth game. Like it, it was realistic in my opinion. So that's why I liked it. Never played it, but I hated the second one only because I hate those types of games with an arbitrary time limit. It just made no mm-hmm. sense to me to have a time limit. It, exactly. And that's exactly why I love three because three doesn't have a time limit. Three doesn't have uh, like crazy weapons and all kinds of crazy things going on. It was very much a realistic, gritty take on the series, which I, I liked. And then Dead Rising 4 went completely back to the way it was. So, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But <laughs> uh, Anything else to add to PlayStation before we close the show out? No. I mean, obviously, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring to the table, just really to see what the console looks like. It'll be very interesting to have a non-black PlayStation system. Yeah. Um, because the last one that was was the original PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a gray. So interesting. Yeah, and I did. I didn't buy the Destiny uh, PS4. Yeah. Uh, when that yeah. came out, that I think it was the second year. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm very interested to see what I'm going to be purchasing. Yeah. It's nice to have some diversity in our uh, consoles with a black one and a white one. You know. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for watching uh, and listening to the show. Just as a reminder, you can join us every week on YouTube live for the show. Uh, thank you again for everyone watching live. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Podcast PXN, on Facebook Podcast PXN, uh, obviously YouTube Podcast PXN as well. And thank you guys again. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces. <laughs>